back to our podcast we have some exciting news today we decided on a name finally for our podcast we're going with talking buds took us long enough to get a name finally <laughs> how are you doing today JJ? i'm doing well how you doing i'm good today we're gonna go over uh we're gonna talk a little about the super bowl that was uh pretty boring actually well, very boring to say the least and a little of the uh, goat conversation we always like talking about goats and stuff. So, JJ predicted the score was going to be 29 to 12. I was a lot closer than everyone else scores, so that's what I like to the, say. He was by far the closest prediction that I've heard, which is wild to me. So, JJ, give me a little, uh, what, do you, what do you think about the, uh, I'll ask you, how do you think about the Rams? What do you think about them in the Super Bowl? Uh, to be honest, they played one of the worst games they've ever had, ever. I mean, kind of like what I I talked about. If they played like they did against the Bears and they only scored points, they did exactly what I said they did. They were just – they just didn't do anything right. It was just bad. I think the Rams are the best worst team ever. The best worst team ever? Yeah, they're such such a good team, but they're just the worst of the best teams of this year. Like, I just – I just don't ever – I never had confidence in Jared Goff that he is some elite quarterback. I think he's a pro- – okay, we always say the system really, I think, is a product of Sean McVay's offensive play calling. That's, that is, that's very fair. I mean, when you, when you think about it, of the top four teams that were in the championships, they were definitely the fourth team, the fourth seed out of all four of those teams. Oh, absolutely. Between so the- do you think if the Saints play that game, they score a touchdown at least? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I agree with you as well. What do you, how do you – how does no fourth down in the middle of the field over and over and over again when the common theme of the NFL this year was going for it on fourth down in a favorable field position? I mean, we see, we've seen a few moments in not only the college but also the pros where you guys go for the fourth and just completely does not work out in your favor at all. But they the Saints did go for it. Oh, no, not the Saints. I think it was the, it was the Saints. I went for it on the on the punt, and they did the fake punt with with the uh, the Mormon, Mormon missile in Taysom Taysom Hill, and they went for oh, it. Oh yeah, he ran right up the middle. Yeah, and it ran, worked. ran right up the middle, and it worked. And uh, I was honestly expecting a pass or two, or just a quick lineup QB sneak, they, but nothing like that. It wasn't even like they were in fourth and longs. It was like fourth and two, fourth mm-hmm. and three. I'm like, hey man, you have the best offense in the league as the Rams. Go for it. And the Patriots did the same thing, which really shocked me. It, it really just reverted from what happened the entire football season of listening to the analytics, which show that you have a better chance when you go for it on in those situations. They were more playing checkers than chess that game. They were just they were just giving you what they were giving you. They weren't trying to <clears throat> yeah. try to trick you or anything. They're just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Stop us. The, pa- the, the Patriots really ran two sets most of the game. They would get tight. And they would run power with Sony Michelle or Burkhead, and they would have Devlin, who was one of my favorite players in the NFL, just dig a hole out. Or they would go five wide, and they would have Edelman, or mainly Edelman, or one of their other receivers, find grass in the middle of the field and get 10 to 15 yards. That's what they did the entire game. And then finally, when the defense started pushing up on that, he threw it over top to Gronk to get them to the two-yard line, which 
is what they eventually will hit you with when you're playing you're throwing short passes all day yeah that because that's make the safeties move up and then you're just like all right well over the top's open so you do that so i mean yeah. it was it was a very uh it was a bore it was one of the worst boring games i've ever watched in my entire life to be honest with you it really was yeah, not nothing like the past patriot super bowls I, i'm more i'm more upset that they didn't play sweet victory at halftime more than anything, oh my to be honest with you yeah that, that was depressing they gave us a little teaser with the the, the prequel to travis scott's with the SpongeBob intro. But oh my! They, I was so I was so upset. I was so upset. I, I don't think anyone could have been mad if they played that song. No, I think everyone would have been ecstatic about it. But then they decided to freaking play some Travis Scott. And I was like, well, that was that was really anticlimactic. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I hope I next might year have they to, change it up. Might have to cut the uh, the SpongeBob halftime show song into the end of this podcast. I I think that should be the intro and the and the outro <clears> song. <throat> Just, just for the next few episodes. Exactly. Um. So, Todd Gurley, ten rushes, thirty-five yards. Says he's not hurt. No one knows what's going on. What do you suspect? Do you think it's it just happened? Do you think there's some issues between McVeigh and Gurley? Do you think he just really believed in uh, C.J. Anderson? I- they, Where you at on this? I mean, they. I mean, CJ Anderson only had seven carries himself for twenty-two yards. So I mean, it's they only had sixty-two yards total rushing. So they couldn't get anything done on the ground whatsoever. Uh, and he, even I, the past game, he went nineteen, nineteen for thirty. I think the Patriots just deployed the most unbelievable defensive scheme against the Rams, and the Rams did not know what the hell was happening. Players on the Patriots defense were literally running the routes. Of the Rams, the Rams were more concerned about whether they were going to go to the to the White House or not than actually regarding the Patriots and what their defense was going to do. They were just like, "All right, should we go to the White House or should we not?" But ultimately, they're they're not going to the White House, so (laughs) they're they're here for the glitz and the glam, and the Patriots are here to win. Yeah, their decision has been made already, and uh, I just don't know how. I just wonder does he just keeps he just keeps doing it, and we got. Freaking Bill Belichick as a Sith Lord just continues to win Sith and, Lord. and the Dark Empire and they just keep I winning. love when they put the music behind him and it's like it's him and it's the Sith Lord music. It's it, it fits so perfectly, especially with the hoodie that he was over and like you right. barely see his eyes. It, it works perfect for it. So let's talk about a few of the uh, prop bets that occurred during the Super Bowl. So the the national anthem went over the mark of one minute and forty nine seconds. Was it like two minutes or something like that? No, it's one minute and forty nine seconds. No, like it, it was like it was like two minutes or something like that. Yeah, like... it was forced. No, it was one minute and fifty three seconds. Oh, okay. Because okay. yeah, because the betting line right before it, before the uh, the game, it got to one forty nine and a half, and that's normally where it's either one forty nine or one fifty is normally the betting line. And it was at 149, and they moved it, or 149 and a half, and they moved it to 149, and people were freaking out a little bit because it was that, it, it ended up being close. That's reckless. I don't know. I was too close for comfort for me. And kind of like the other prop bet was heads or tails. Tails never fails, and it just proved that again. Yeah, tails never the, fails. The saying goes on forever. And then the uh, prop bet of the first person to score a touchdown, what number they were? It was Sony Michelle. I picked that correctly for our viewers. They remember that. You did. And you did. It was the what only was... touchdown of the game, which was even crazier. That's why it made the game even more boring. Yeah, right. But uh, what was the color of the of the Gatorade? I don't it remember that being, one. Ended up being blue. Blue. Yeah, okay. clear was the favorite by a lot, and it ended up being blue. 
I picked red. Did you? Not, yeah. not See, the thing is, I should have picked blue because that's my favorite flavor. That's fair. That's fair. They knew they knew exactly what flavor you you liked, so they're like, "Oh, we're right, do that one." You What's your favorite flavor? Orange. I like orange. orange. Really, orange is a mm-hmm. close second for me. How do you feel about the original Gatorade color, the yellow? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of yellow. I'm really not. I just I do feel like, however, though the smaller Gatorade bottles that we used to get in Little League always taste a lot better than the bigger bottles. Really? Time. I don't know I why. actually – I totally disagree with you, actually. Mm, mm, I don't know. I don't know. The way the, those little the, bottles, they're quality. They just didn't do it for me. So what actually blows my mind about the Patriots is that they're still so hungry to win championships and Tom Brady is still so determined to win these championships. He doesn't have any do – you, do you think they're going to come back next year and win the Super Bowl? Yes. How, how can you say no to them? Like how they're undeniable, man. You can't. I mean, first of all, they're going to make the playoffs regardless because their division sucks eggs. They're just, it's just what it is. They're winning the division again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about that and that, but their record against non divisional opponents is better. Winning percentage is better than against their own division. So the Patriots just basically dominate everyone. And you always expect them to fall off at the beginning of the year. Like, oh, they lost like three games in a row. Oh, they're not going to make it. And then they just keep winning and winning and winning and All winning. All they winning need to do winning. is get into the playoffs and be zero and zero. And it's a new season for them. It's over. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just uh, – and they always – I don't get it. I really don't. I'm just – I'm honestly dumbfounded by how, like, consistent they are. Like we were just, just talking, we, we were just talking about it. Like in the NFL, a team can go from worst to first or first to worst. Oh yeah, it but, happens. It happens every year, and that's because teams. Let's say a team sucks one year. It's normally because in the first eight games of the season, there's two or three games where a play doesn't go their way, or someone hits a long game-winning field goal, or there's a penalty that causes them to lose. And there's a big difference of being four and two and two and four. Two and four is a hard hole to dig out of. Four and two, you're setting yourself up for a playoff berth and possibly a bye week into the playoffs. Oh yeah, once 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 my Raiders, we went, we were like, <laughs> I don't even know. After the first week, when we went on one, we lost to the Rams. I was like, all right, this is this is pretty much over. I kind of had no faith in John Gruden. I, I was ready. We were going to the Super Bowl. The Bucks were two and one, and then we had a couple close games where I thought we could have pulled them out, and we didn't especially against the Steelers is a good example on Monday night. If we would have pulled that game out, we would have been three and one. And I think we might've made it, maybe made a run at the playoffs, which is just all I, all I can ever hope for with the Bucks. But one day. That's fair. That is so fair. But I'm um, all right. Let's, let's go, let's go switch gears. Let's talk about goats. The goats. And we like talking goats. Okay. Okay. Who, who, who are we comparing here? Mm, you know, since they both have six, that's only fair. Brady and Jordan. Let's let's Brady talk and about Jordan. Them. Let's always okay. talk about them. So they they both have six championships. Both have six, all with the same um, teams, which is really cool. The, yep. And uh, obviously Jordan is undefeated in his. Mm-hmm. And Brady is six and three. Brady has played an entire season of Super Bowls. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's wild. That's ridiculous. He's probably played like three or four seasons of playoffs in himself. Like, like you can't top that experience compared to anything. You but really can't. I will say Jordan does in his six appearances as in his finals appearances, he won the MVP in every single one of them. And Brady has only won four of his MVPs. Oh, and only four? 
But hey, Jordan won it every time, and Brady only won it four of the six but, times that they won. But there is twenty-two players on the field compared okay. to ten. So I agree. Your and chances not, of winning are high, more highly. Exactly. I think. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, touches the ball every play on offense, but half of the game he's sitting on the sidelines. Jordan is playing ninety percent. Ninety percent of the game. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So his odds of getting. He has a better opportunity to take the ball and say, hey, I'm going to go score these points, which in turn turns into MVPs. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that is more, mostly in control. I feel like he was coaching more than Phil Jackson was half the time. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. He, he Just was like LeBron. There. I mean, mm-hmm. don't hate on my man Phil. He's a great coach. And he, they ran the triangle offense. But Jordan don't, had almost just as much say, if not more, than Phil Jackson. And another thing with, with Go Talk, um, I don't think many players could – win championships, leave to go play another sport, and then come back to win more championships. Well, the problem is that it, Tom Brady, if he left to go play another sport, the only sport I could see him playing is, like, croquet. I don't see go- that. I was going to say golf, maybe. I, maybe. I don't know, man. Like He's, he's probably good at billiards, too. He, he, I could see him being really good at darts and billiards, which mm-hmm. is – I mean, but, hey, don't give Jordan some nod. It's not like he was an all-star in MLB. He played no, he, in, he was in the farm league. Like, he was <laughs> – and. And, yeah, they say it's because his dad died and he wanted to honor his dad and play baseball. But there's a lot of proof out there that it's because he was gambling heavily and he was the face of the NBA. And they were like, hey, man, David Stern was like, you need to – we're either going to suspend you for a year or two or you need to go do something else and not make our league look bad. And it seems like agreeing on to go play baseball was a pretty good PR move for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it was very and to, and to that point, it gave the opportunity for the second best player of that generation, Hakeem Olajuwon, to win some championships. What the hell Hakeem Olajuwon, I feel so bad for that guy because he is one of the most dominating forces of all time and could have had so many more championships. But there's that guy, Michael Jordan. <sighs> it's, it's honestly, there's so, just people of our generations that we see and we're just like, wow. This is the greatest of all time right here, and we're watching it happen. I mean, we right. personally get to watch LeBron, which is, in my book, one of the most amazing things ever because we'll never yeah. see an athlete like that ever again. Well, probably yeah, so the next generation will, but – Zion Williamson. Yeah, but right – but yeah, exactly the next generation. But right now, we're, we're witnessing greatness, and it's so who, really who cool. Do you, who, okay, so let me throw a few more stats at you here. Jordan played 15 seasons. Brady has played 19 so far and is still continuing. They both made 14 All-Star games and Pro Bowls. And Jordan has won five regular season MVPs, and Brady has won three. Who in your book is the GOAT, and why? I mean, I'm just going to go back to you leave your sport to go play another sport, and then you come back and win three more. I mean, yeah. It's not, it's it's, not three more. He won three in a row. Yeah. That, but, th- I mean, that's, that's impressive. That's, like, yeah. that's ridiculously impressive. So I mean you can't you can't give one advantage to the other but if you're going to I feel like you got to give it to Jordan cuz you also think about it if Jordan okay. went straight to the league out of high school who knows what True. his stats would be like You're right who he could have caught another championship or two Yeah who knows like or and he, he balled he out at North Carolina so Or what if he yeah. didn't leave for those 2 years he could have he probably would have won at least one championship in that time Mhm for if sure not two So I personally think Tom Brady is the GOAT over Jordan. I might be biased because I'm a huge football guy, 
But you're, it's the NFL. It is football. Okay, so in the NBA, 16 teams make the playoffs. That does not happen in the NFL. It is not that many teams. Over half the league in the NBA makes the uh, playoffs. Tom Brady in the NFL, like we stated earlier, teams go from worst to first all the time in the NFL. In the NBA, normally the teams you think are going to be good and are at the end are going to be at the end because they play a seven-game series, and it allows for the best team to be the best team. But in football, it is one game, and that is why they say it's any given Sunday, and that is why Tom Brady, with his consistency in six championships, I think is the GOAT. Unless you play in the Patriots division where they all take each other out and the Patriots just somehow just are always on top. It's, it's not because somehow. It's because of phenomenal coaching and checkdowns and smart routes and good plays. and Checkdowns. Not, <laughs> exactly. Check and not, not playing out of their comfort zone is one thing I will say the Patriots never do. They never get uncomfortable. And the one t- few times I have seen it is when they lost the Super Bowl because of that D-line was so – even, honestly, even in this Super Bowl, they did get disrupted a little bit. But the Patriots defense picked them up, and the Patriots scored when they had to to win that game. It was that, really impressive more than anything what? is that there was only one sack the Patriots gave up. <laughs> that like that, that D-line for the Rams was, I don't know. It, it, it one must, sack? It, yeah, I don't know. And Dominic and Sue, Aaron Donald are getting paid a lot of money. They, they got a – Make a little more disruption than that. Than just one sack. Agreed. It was, and they also the Rams had nine freaking penalties. The Patriots only had three. I mean, that's just you just got to be on your feet. I will say one. So I know we had issues with the uh, the refs last week or two weeks ago, but I think they called a really good game and they let the players play, which a lot of times is better than you making that that ticky tack call. They should have made some ticky tack calls because that game was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess they should have. Like, I wish, man, I just felt like I, every Super Bowl, I feel like there's a couple plays where it's a little razzle-dazzle or it's something real exciting. And I just felt like these two teams who do it all the time and have done it time and time again, just for some reason, was neither of their game plans. The, the most exciting thing was the missed field goal. That, that, the, that was the most exciting thing, to my opinion. What, the Gostowski missed field goal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and like, I, oh! And I love, I love how the commentators and the announcers, they always jinx the the kickers every single time they they always jinx them it's like oh this is a chip shot he'll make this wide left or off the post and you're like oh wow i'm not surprised and gostowski is one of the greatest kickers to ever touch a football field Mm -hmm. his efficiency is ridiculous yeah he is the man i I, I believe he's the all-time leading scorer in patriots history so is he considered the goat then over brady i mean mean if we're I going mean, that way, you're getting you're getting one point for for most of his career. He was just kicking like a 18 yard field goal and catching a quick point every time they scored a touchdown, even if Brady wasn't scoring. So I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's a, that's a fair statement. But that's I fair. respect I respect his game though. Oh yeah, I respect his game. So I think that's about all for the show today. We talked about the goats. Me and JJ disagree on that. Uh, Tom, Michael Jordan is done. Tom Brady's still going to continue winning championships, and I definitely don't think this is the last championship he wins. How many oh, more do you think he gets? Uh, he says he wants to play till he's forty-five. He's forty-one, so, so I think he gets four more. So he's going to get four more championships. Right, no, cool. no, no. I think <laughs> I think he gets two more. Eight? And the other two, oh and the other two are won by the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think him and Jameis have a real big, you know, 
duel here in the last few, few years of his life, and then he passes the league on to Jameis, and Jameis takes over. And then, then Mahomes makes the Super now. Bowl. No, I'm not. <laughs> and then Mahomes makes the Super Bowl a bunch of times, and him and Jameis have this huge every year back and forth Super Bowl kind of thing. I love your unrealistic, unrealistic expectations for your Bucks every single year. I love it. You live in your fantasy world, okay, dude? The Bucks are good. All right. Go Canes, right? That's all I got to yeah, say about that. Yeah, they're terrible. All right, guys. I think that's it for the podcast. Thanks for listening today. We decided on a name, Talking Buds. So S- Spelled incorrectly, but, you know, we have talking, to do it. T-A-L-K-I-N, Buds, B-U-D-Z. Yep, so, Talking uh, Buds. Yeah, check us out. Listen, subscribe, do it all. We'll be on Spotify and Apple music soon because we finally got a name and you have to have a, a name and a description for you to be on there so it took us long enough to do get that yeah fourth episode in we'll we'll have a guest on we're not sure our guest is going to be yet we don't want to tell you we'll have him probably on by the end of the week and uh we'll thanks definitely for have a guest by friday though for sure oh for sure that's probably when we're planning on doing it but uh thanks for listening